0: Gonna let we'll let Tim uh devour his his Debbie's donut before we get rolling here. I think I was the fastest I've ever eaten a Debbie's donut. She just stuffed that thing into my mouth. Just I had a blueberry today. Blueberry frosting, fresh on blueberries on top. Yeah. I think I kind of inhaled it basically, just swallowed it down whole. Better be recording shit. I should have been, but uh We'll struggle through getting, and then we got to get into the meat and potatoes. This always happens with Tim. me that if I say don't
1: put this on the thing, then don't put it on there. Okay.
2: We'll
0: see. We'll possible. see. No, I'll take. Yeah, of course. Special special episode today. That's the right. Episode. We'll got We'll give out your Instagram and your home address too. <laughs> We're here with Tim Kerr, uh, Madrid Broadcast Episode Eight. Uh, Tim Kerr, now a member of the Madrid family kind of uh, outside of the family till a year ago, but uh, we're actually on the one-year anniversary of our special collaboration with Tim. A year ago, we did custom shape boards, uh, graphics by Tim. It was a smashing success. So uh, welcome, Tim, into the Madrid family, and he's a lifer now. So uh, of course, we got Bo Brown here today. Brought us Debbie's Donuts. Thanks for that. We're also going to throw uh, some shout-outs. Today we're sponsored by Fly Paper Grip Tape. Yay! Strongest grip tape in the game. Been ruining shoes and slicing thumbs for how long now, Bo? Uh, since
2: 83.
0: Since 83. Flypaper Grip. If you're out there skating 40. anything with fly paper, you're blowing it. And also, uh, shout-out to Audubon Wheel Co. Street, park, whatever you need. Audubon, super good wheels we're going to get rolling, because listeners, you don't even know the fact that we actually, we've actually been telling stories now for about a half hour or more, and we haven't even started recording. So, uh, yeah, you're missing some good stuff, so we'll, we'll try to dig in here and kick it off. But, you know, like most of these, we'll just start with, you know, Tim, kind of take us back to the beginning, man. Take so, us back uh, to the beginning of, of Tim Kerr. The beginning of time. The um, beginning of time, man.
1: Because
0: I'm old. <laughs> well, that's okay, then we'll have a lot to talk about. So Tell us when you started, started in life.
1: I started skating probably in the 60s because the Beach Boys had a bunch of songs about it. Right? Yeah. And, uh, and I am 67 now, so I definitely was a 60s kid. Uh, grew up on the Gulf Coast in Texas, and yes, there's waves. <laughs> and I uh, started surfing and would skate when the waves weren't that great. And, and I you know, was pretty young, and my parents really couldn't take me all the time. Sure so I'd skate yeah. on the sidewalk and stuff and i skated on steel different. wheels. My neighbor, first I made a board with roller skates like everybody else did back then and then steel wheels, like 15 toes, I think is what I had. And then uh, uh, my neighbor had a really nice one with clay wheels and so that was kind of pretty amazing, different feel. Um, started surfing, surfed all through uh, late junior high school and, and all of high school. And at that point in time, uh, surfing was not cool at all back where I was from. And so Mm. I was, high school sucked. It it was, I I still have nightmares about it. (laughs) And uh, so the last one I had, which I've, I Think I've told Eagle this story before. It's like, and this happened a while back. I wish there was wood here, I could knock on wood so I don't have a freaking nightmare. But maybe right look, there,
0: right there under the calendar. There you go. I'll look
1: at exactly how I look now, and um, and I'm arguing with my mom, and I'm just like, going, Well, I've got a college degree, I don't have to go back to high school, <laughs> but anyway, so. Uh, was going to go to UT to uh, because I'm from that generation that like if you get out of high well, my parents my my mom was an elementary school librarian my dad was an elementary school principal both my brothers ended up being coaches which is a whole other story about Dave's confused and like, <laughs> the, 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 he he was Richard Linkletter's coach. Uh, at at that high school. And uh, and he was such a good baseball coach that the Cincinnati Reds wanted him, but not head coach, but just one of the kind. Right, right. And uh, so when I realized what this all was and that that's where Richard Linklater had gone, because, you know, Dave's Confused is about his summer before he was a senior. uh, Sure. I realized that's my brother was the coach. Oh, wow. (laughs) That's crazy, man. I I told you that, didn't I? You you did, yeah, yeah. You told me the story, yeah. I... uh, at Christmas, I took uh, oh, this is back. This is a long ways back, but one Christmas we took him the DVD of uh, that when we figured it out, right kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And he's total football coach. You might get a sentence maybe out of him, kind of thing. And I just remember bringing it to him, and he's looking at it, and I'm just going, "Do you remember somebody named Richard Lincoln? Little Ricky? Little Ricky's <laughs> making movies, kind of thing." And it's like look. I said, did you really make them sign a drug contract? And he's like, I don't remember. <laughs> <laughs>
0: well, Linkletter was, I mean, he was a baseball player, right? Like, well, why-
1: but that's the best part of it. And this is, uh, now, this is one of the ones that I would either say, don't print this or like <laughs> it's like, But you probably should because it was pretty funny. Like, my brother, like, cards on table all the time. You know, it's just that's the way it is, mm-hmm. which I think is how it should be in yeah. general. Yeah. That's what should be going on. Um, I asked him. Because everything you would read about Linklater and stuff was exactly what Eagle's saying. Like, he would, he would have been a pro baseball player oh, if he really? wouldn't have, you know, that's what his, his work, you know, like that's what you read, right? Mm-hmm. I asked Steve, uh, was he really that good of a ball player? And Steve was like, he's a right. <laughs> Just like I think he wouldn't. Nice. <laughs> but anyway, so. Um,
0: so to step back, though, did you start skating before surfing? Are you yeah. skateboarding before yeah. surfing? but I was
1: skating because I, yeah, I thought that that's what, sur- you know, that's, yeah. that was surfing. So
0: that's kind that of a unique surfing. unique and thing, though. Always,
1: yeah, and, well, I didn't think it was that unique, but I've realized now that it is really unique yeah. because I went to Australia, which was really great. I went to Byron Bay to paint uh, these murals and was there for this surf festival thing. And those guys, I was talking to them. And every single one of them was skated and then surfed, which yeah. is really <clears> odd <throat> to me. That's I would weird. If you, you're living in Byron Bay and like yeah. you didn't grow up surfing and like,
0: well, even of, out here, most people that you know we talk to, I mean, are you know just in the social vernacular, people start surfing and then they get into skateboarding when there's when the waves are bad or you know when skateboarding kind of becomes popular. So yeah, backwards is is kind of weird.
1: Yeah, but that's what it, that's so. I decided I was going to go to UT because that's where Beth was at, and and at that point in time, um, it's pretty freaking different now. But uh, Austin was like little San Francisco, so if you were into music, art, or any of this other kind of stuff that probably a lot of these people that are listening are into, um, that's where you went if you were going to live in Texas. Was there at that right. point in time, and uh, so the summer before I was getting ready to go up to go to school. I'm pretty sure. A bunch of these stories I've told Eagle already. Cause we
0: yeah, we just don't have an official record of it, so that's okay. We'll the, uh,
1: <laughs> by the time I was a junior and senior in high school, all of my friends were a lot older, so I was pretty much a loner. They were already gone. I was just getting all kinds of shit for, you know, surfing and liking acoustic music as opposed to Deep Purple and Led Zeppelin, which, you know, I like, but that's not. I didn't have those records. I was playing acoustic finger-picking and all this kind of, so it sucked, and it was just like, you know, I was called everything from, you know, faggot to whatever, kind of just constantly, and everybody sure. thought I was on drugs, but I didn't do drugs, and that's a whole other story that I'll tell, that I've told Eagle before. Uh, the, uh, so anyway, I would surf all the time, and I would, if there were waves, I didn't really go to school that much, you know, kind yeah. of thing, and I'd be out there surfing and stuff, and uh, so there was like a little crew of people that, that did surf. And one of them was Victor, who's passed as well and is definitely here. And Victor's nickname was Bear, because uh, in the coldest, coldest days, he never wore a wetsuit, never (laughs) ever saw this kind of wetsuit ever. So for, you know, when you graduate from high school, everybody gets money from different aunts and uncles and parents and all this, and he decided he was gonna go up and down the West Coast surfing in 74, right, that's when this was. Uh, for some reason, none of the people that he ran with, the parents wouldn't let him go. So he asked me, right? And once again, we were friends and we played guitar together and stuff. But sure. you know, I didn't smoke pot. I didn't like so you know, wasn't that sort of right. Uh, kind of right? And uh, so my parents let me go, which my brothers were totally shocked because my brothers were eight and ten years older. So they were like, "Oh my God, they're going to let you do that," you know, kind mm-hmm. of. So here we go. And I thought sunny California. I didn't think the water was as cold as it was. I (laughs) had no fucking clue. I should not say that first. No, it's fine. This is an R-rated podcast. (laughs) Fuck it. (laughs) uh, So I didn't take a wet seat. And I had just enough money that I was going to buy a a Plastic Fantastic surfboard. That's what I was going to get. And uh, that's what I was going to get. And because uh, I had this little little first, I made a twin fin when I was uh, like a freshman in high school. We cut down a great big barge, and I made a little five six um, okay little, little twin fin. That's what I rode all the time until my parents realized like oh no, this is going to stick. This is kind of so I'll tell you what we'll pay half if you can come up with half. You know kind of thing. So I bought a little single fin California boards so yes. where the company was. And I had that the whole time. So I was going to buy this new board with my graduation money so, um, and stuff. in 74, you couldn't surf any further, like you couldn't go any further south than Malibu because your tires would get slashed if you had boards on the car and you were Texas plates, you know, kind of type thing. Yeah. So, I so <laughs> we go, we get to Malibu uh, super early in the morning. I see everybody in their hoodies. I see people in wetsuits. I'm just going, shit. And I'm thinking like and. Victor says to me, like, oh, well, I brought my wetsuit. You can wear it if you want. I was like, yeah. <laughs> he goes, he gets in water, ankle deep, turns around, comes back, puts on the whole frickin' wetsuit, and I just went, oh, <laughs> my God, because I'd never, ever seen this guy ever right. in a wetsuit. And I just, fuck. It. so I ended up, we went down to Huntington, mm-hmm. and, uh, and it was the pier, and there was that banked wall that was at the pier, and, and about that We and have that. a lot of photos yeah. of that bank, and, and yeah. Cadillac wheels yeah. had just come out, like mm-hmm. the urethane stuff, 74, that's when all that stuff started up, and I saw these two kids, because obviously I, I had to use my money to buy a wetsuit. and then I saw these two kids skating on that, or surfing on that bank, mm-hmm. and thought, oh man, you know, like, I, well, I'm gonna be in Austin, I'm not gonna be able to, to surf every day, so, I'm, and I bought a skateboard, with, and I don't even <laughs> remember what it was now, it's just some, Wooden, yeah. probably bought it at jacks i don't even remember where i bought it at mm-hmm. kind of thing and uh and uh and that's when i first started skating the Earthane wheels and stuff and so then when when all this kind of came full circle and eagle first wrote to me about i didn't even know madrid was still a company you know kind of thing and i was just like and then i looked it up and saw they had cadillac wheels i was going oh my god <laughs> like this is amazing kind of yeah. thing and uh so yeah
0: And they started, you know, I mean, Madrid started making boards, skateboards in 76. So, you know, surfboards came first, 1968. But this would have been right after your California trip. You know, they had transitioned to skateboards. It's pretty rad. So
1: So that's why, so then we came back, you know, got back home, went to UT just skated all the time because we'd go home on the holidays and I'd surf then and stuff. But skating, and it still is. If you saw me now, like you've seen me and stuff, like, oh, yeah, I'm sad people know like when they see me and say like, oh yeah you surfed," you know kind of thing because it's just sure. it, that's, that's what it is for me world. I don't really I mean even lip slides and things like that it's all surfing it's not it yeah. you know not taking away all the crazy stuff everybody's doing now which is freaking amazing but but yeah, it's, it's just to me
2: it's like different. a different,
1: different
2: kind of yeah it is and you know it's funny I grew up you know on in Huntington Beach, right, you know, within three blocks of the pier. Yeah. So in 74, we probably skated that same <laughs> tank together. Oh, that's pretty pricey. Yeah.
0: I'm pretty sure I have photos of you either skating those banks or you took photos of someone skating those banks in the old Madrid ads that we have. And yeah. you've got a credit on their side. I don't recall if it's you skating or you took the photo, but we'll, we'll pull that out. Both. Yeah, used for sure. We do
2: some stuff with Bryce Knight yeah. down there and Gary Sanderson. Sure. Whoever was in town. Yeah, Lucero. yeah. Yeah,
0: yeah. We've, we've got some photos. that Because Daniel, our, our team manager here now today, he was looking at it and trying to figure out, because the pier is in the background, and Daniel's mm-hmm. trying to figure out, like, this doesn't exist down there by the pier. What yeah. were they skating? Yeah, you know, was just this one Yeah. Wall,
1: you know, yeah.
2: Bank thing, and people would just totally yeah. surf it was great. Like, yeah, it was, I don't know who I saw doing it. But yeah,
0: it was probably Bo Brown. Yeah. <laughs> Bobby Brown.
2: Yeah. Was, he was the big guy. He was the mm. huge surfer down. super style, but, you know, Yeah. Kind of yeah. Yeah.
0: So back in the shitty high school days, I mean, were you already into art? Were you making art? Were you drawing, yeah, painting? I mean, when did that come along?
1: Music music and art I've been doing since before elementary school. Did one about, beat I'm out sure the other? Probably art was probably the first yeah. thing I would think. But uh, and I've always played guitar and I just yeah, it's like breathing. It's just something to do to live. It's not yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, I never ever thought about being in a band or anything yeah. like that. I was just, yeah, you know, it's just what I did. Yeah, basically. and especially like the last part of high school when you know all your friends are like, you know, once like I said, older and gone and stuff. Yeah, know, I sat in the uh, room all the time, just learning all these crazy old mill young songs. And yeah, kind of crazy finger picking stuff. So. Were you
0: enrolled at UT? I
1: yeah, but that. my first. Uh, it's funny you're even asking this because yesterday somebody was talking about this. The uh, um, the very first semester, the fall semester, mm-hmm. I had to go to ACC because my grades weren't good enough to <laughs> get into UT because I, once again, like I just didn't, the yeah. last two years I could fricking care less yeah. about this high yeah. school. Uh, so I you know, got my grades up, then got into UT that spring, but was living in Austin, and, uh, and then um, were great after that. You know, what what you were you enrolled in? Doing stuff to do. Like, but, what was your
0: actual major at UT? Was it an art program? Um, <coughs> well,
1: they, sorry, they didn't have guitar <laughs> in music school. Now, yeah. And I didn't really want to do, I think they do now, and I, and I didn't really want to do drama, and, uh, and I thought, well, I'll draw, I'm going do art, Yeah. kind of thing. And my parents, you know, which is like, it, it literally took my parents all the way until the 90s, like late <laughs> 90s, to, to finally say this to me. But like, and you know, you, you, you can totally understand it. It's just yeah. not their orbit at yeah. all. So when I decided I was going to do fine, you know, major in studio art, they were like, oh, well, you'll teach. You know? Yeah, and sure. Was, that's what they thought Yeah, you did. I didn't know what I was going to do. with it. I just didn't yeah. know what else I would, you know, like take or anything. Yeah. And, uh, and it literally took them all the way into the 90s. And I think I'd just gotten back from Brazil. Like somebody had flown me to Brazil <laughs> to record this band. And because of all this stuff, is not you don't read about it in People magazine or yeah. these things in this little town where we were from. Yeah, they don't have a clue. Sure. But when I got back from there, it was just like, well, you know, you guys, you, you and Beth, you don't, you never ask us for money. You seem to be doing really good. You, all this stuff is going on with you and stuff. We're proud of you, you know, kind of thing. But it was wow. like, which you know, I knew they kind of were, but yeah. to really say that, yeah. And, yeah. and just recently, it's pretty funny because we just had that crazy big show yeah. at uh, Blaffer, the museum. Mm-hmm. there, me and Robert, that all was called. I don't know if you've seen that stuff. Yeah, all the yeah we'll stuff, get there so. for sure. The um, my brother came, my middle awesome brother, uh, Tommy, and he brought uh, my niece and all their kids and they, and. There was over six hundred people at this yeah. thing. It was it was pretty nuts. Yeah, and you could tell they were way out of their element, and like, and they were kind of. But I remember my brother it was really great. They were getting ready to leave, and uh, and I was giving him a hug and stuff. And, and you know, our family's not really very close because yeah. we're not. It's yeah. just it's different orbits. You know. it's like big age yep. difference plus it's just a totally different orbit than what they're. Yeah, I it's get like it. Sun run out of your world, you know, kind mm-hmm. of type thing, and like. Wow, and they, um, <laughs> deep cut there. Man. Yeah, but they, um, I remember my brother kind of just, you know, all the stuff that's going on, I'm giving him a hug, and he's just like, I, this is really, I'm impressed. I'm really impressed, kind of thing, and you could tell he really was, you know. Like, yeah. you, could, you could just kind of feel, and I thought, okay, well, that's pretty cool, you know, and gave him yeah. hugs, and, you know, or is your is probably more info than all these people? They're, they probably already turned it all off. Uh, so. yeah, we'll no, it's good. <laughs> to to this. Is
0: your are, are your siblings, um, you know, what I always kind of refer to as normies? You know, they're just they don't really get being a 67 year old skateboarder and doing art your whole life. Are they just kind of like, ah, what is going on there? Yeah, or do they kind of get it? You know, well,
1: they don't get it, but they accept it. Yeah, Does that make yeah, sense? yeah, for it, sure. Yeah, it's just, I mean, it's it's. There's nothing they can do. Yeah, I mean, yeah, like, yeah. Because it's going on, and it's been yeah. going on for as long as it has. Yeah. I mean, you have to realize, Beth and I have been together. Since. She knew me in elementary school because I was a librarian's kid. She's yeah. two years older than me. Uh, went same junior high. Went to high school. No sex. Not just best friends, brother and sister. Because her brother and sister are a whole lot older too, like a big age difference gap. And uh, and when she went off to college that's when she realized age has nothing to do with anything that has. and she wrote me a letter and we started living together in 74 when I graduated um, got married in 78 and then literally the that's another crazy and that totally relates to this to the skating thing was um, when we got married like Chris and all these people that were in the big boys and stuff, we were all skating together, but their bands weren't even in the picture at all. We were just all skating at Pflugerville and these ditches and finding pools and filter ramp and all that kind of right. stuff. Um, and so when uh, we got married, we got married on the beach um, and there was a brand new uh, skate park close to Galveston that was cement, which was kind of odd, you know, back then that yeah. was that was the thing, you know, kind of yeah. so. And we'd already been to the one in San Antonio, but here was this one. So the night before the wedding, we all went there uh-huh. to go to that. And we were standing in line and it's, you know, they take your picture and give you a little card and all that right. kind of stuff yeah. and everything. And I just remember Paul in front of me, like turning to me and going, well, I guess we need to pay for you. And I was like, what? And he's going, well, I guess this is your bachelor's party. Like, okay, well,
3: cool, Like this is why. Yeah. Couldn't ask for better. So, yeah.
0: Tim has a way of uh, I noticed this over our uh, you know our our last year or so of communicating, being buddies. You have a way of speaking in uh, first just a first name vernacular. So you say, oh, you know Beth and I. Well, uh, so for our listeners, you know Beth, obviously your longtime partner, yeah. early girlfriend, now wife. So that's Beth. But the thing I get a kick about Tim is yeah, he'll have this very nonchalant story of something from the past, and he'll just say, ah, oh, you know Ian and I. And I know you mean Ian McKay. I know who you're <laughs> talking about. But it's crazy just to hear you speak in those terms because these, these are just your peers and your buddies. Well, yeah, and you have a very casual a big way big of just, you know, these stories are always first name basis. I
1: mean, the thing, well, the thing that's so ridiculous about that stuff is that, that people that think they're somebody, it's just amazing to me because yeah. I don't care how big you are. It's gonna be us sitting in this coffee shop or sitting wherever or somebody on this radio listening on this radio going, Who, what what do you do? Big boys yeah. who's that. For and sure. That kind of oh like yeah. There's yeah. no point point and like uh, it's just right. stupid. Right. It's like, I don't know, I teaches them, but I just am not, you know, and like I say, I, I still hope I haven't seen the best thing yet. You know, it's just the way yeah. I think you should be living, you know. It's like yeah. it's odd to me to have the whole thing of, you know, I missed it. I missed it. You yeah. Know, a deal. Where it's just like that's depressing as hell. Yeah. Like that's yeah. yeah. Especially when it's kids. You know, it's just like, oh my god. You know, oh I didn't get to see Negative Approach. I missed it. You know, it's just like, well, go, mm-hmm. go to a club. Don't go to a club. Nothing against clubs, but don't go go to a house show. Go to the place right. where they've rented out a thing. Th- right. That's exactly what it was. You right. didn't miss nothing. And yeah, you know, they may not play a negative approach, but that's exactly what it was. And weird, 20, and 30 stuff. years from now, they're going to be talking about the time you were in. yeah And mm-hmm. you were so busy looking back, you, you missed it. You told right. me, like, you, right. I don't know, that's time and once again to each his own but I we talked a
0: that. bit about that this morning i think you know like you said every generation like romanticizes the thing that they just missed yeah. and everybody's guilty of it to a certain extent you know everybody gets so caught up in the past and it's yeah like you say i mean the the perspective is open your eyes right now man like look yeah, around what's some, going some on now on, you know or make your own you yeah. know make your own yeah. memories but and the
1: cool thing too is that beth and i started realizing I don't know, this is probably at least 10 years ago or something, but especially when all the reenactment stuff started up and all these bands started doing reunions and all that kind of thing, and, and, and you did have a lot of people, mm-hmm. kind of, you know, like literally, if you talked about big boys, lights on, you could just tell. They're like, the, sure. Really want to know about if you talk about anything else, lights out. But they're being polite, and they're sitting there, and I know that everybody listening has friends that have done that. You're talking about something you're really interested in, and they're like, no, but, but they're there. They're kind of, mm-hmm. and so it's just, it's a weird thing to me. It's like, it, it's, uh, I don't know where I was going with that. That's another thing that's going to happen. I wish we could edit stuff because I, I sound like oh, a crazy person. Oh, we but can. We can. Don't worry. Uh, what were we talking about? That I was just. Oh, we, we realized years that ago. of all that, you know, in, in England, I did, I'm just saying it that because that's the term they use in England. and it's the best way to describe this because, you know, when, when all this stuff first started and, and I hate like punk rock, new wave, all, it was all the same thing. Nobody knew exactly what to call what yeah. was going on here. Right. And then all of a sudden it started getting names, it started getting right. uniforms, it started getting rules, it started getting all this stuff that had nothing to do with what we were doing, yeah. period. Like it just was mm-hmm. not, there wasn't, so that's why now I kind of have, a, I really hate labels. Um, and I'm not talking record labels, I'm talking <laughs> like that kind of, right. and it just, it's it, it so not, there's so much baggage attached, like vegetarian, straight edge, all this kind. There's so much other stuff going on with that that has nothing to do with me or how or how we right. started all this stuff or what. You know, okay. so, so that that stuff drives me. Yeah. There's impressive. there's elements
0: of your character that are just the sum of you know just little parts of the sum. So it doesn't. You know, I've always struggled with that too. I, I don't want to just be this one thing, and I yeah, it sucks because you start to get this sort of vibe from all of the stuff you're into, but you get sort of negative reactions from all of those crowds for not doing more of this, yeah, and yeah. you're doing this, and we want you to be more of this, and you're also doing this, and it's, you know, I, I struggle with that, too, because it's the but same I mean, thing.
1: Well, you need to read the You need to read Space is a Place. You need yeah. to read that Yeah. Of book. Could yeah. you totally get the whole Yeah. Knot of this world, you know, which doesn't, it's not meaning that you're above everybody. It just means yeah. that Sorry, not part of it. Yeah. It's yeah. easier to accept it all that totally. when you start thinking of it like that, where it's like, well, I'm just me. Like, this is what I do. You, mm-hmm. Whatever you're going to call me, your problem, not mine. Yeah. You know, it's like I'm not going to subscribe to this or just stick to this kind of... ¶¶ <laughs> basically skaters we started realizing are the ones that seem to be still forward like they're they're, they're mm-hmm. making clothes they're making the, you know they're, they're doing parks they're doing their own they, and they all of all the, I mean obviously there's little pockets but the skaters for the most part seem more like they definitely want to know about the past they want to hear about that but they also want to know what you're doing now and what's going mm-hmm. on what are you doing in the future I mean it's just this as opposed to like, man, what was it like back when you played it? With yeah. Funk and minor threat. What was that? Right. Which, which is cool. I'm totally, you know, I told you when we started. I'm completely honored, floored, humbled, all that stuff. And I'll talk to anybody about it. But it's just that whole idea that that's, it's, that's the high school touchdown pass. Right. It ends yeah. and stops right there. And it's like, First no, time. it doesn't. It doesn't it's better. Yeah, yeah. You don't know what... Yeah.
0: At the yeah. same time, you can't control what people respond to in your oh, no, I know. creative outputs, yeah. whatever it is. You know, I mean, that's uh, you know, I, I I've gone to shows where I've seen like just like drunken absurdity in the crowds, or like fight, and, and you go like, I feel bad for the band because yeah. they've attracted this kind of shit, and it's right. like you, you go, you can't control what who I mean, who becomes do what your you fan do what or you do yeah that's what, yeah I mean, you just put it out there and it's yeah. whoever's gonna the they're thing gonna thing, get whatever, whatever out of
1: it whatever you put out there. Is literally, it's got to be something where you know, twenty years from now, you're not going to be going. Yeah, we did that, but kind of thing. You want to be going. Yeah, we did that. Yeah, kind of I mean, but, you want to do right. stuff that's yeah. like, you know, here. So you're not yeah. going to have to. The now that we're talking about this, I'll tell you the story that I told him a while back. The the um, I had an art show in Chicago. At, uh, John's place, and John's the one that found all the Vivian Meyer um, photos. And okay. the right. Oh, yeah. Sure. A documentary actually, is great. He started skating around the time of Ed Templeton and stuff. You know how there's okay. a real different. Like, right. There, there's yeah. either the OG, OOG, you know, like mm-hmm. all of us or me and you kind of uh, uh, thing, and then you've got the hippie hop stuff, you know, where it's like, right, where we're right. doing big you know, pants, and, little wheels. Yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> um, so he started skating around then. So they asked me to come and talk at the. Uh, School of Rock, right, kind of Okay. Thing. Right. And yeah, you know, there's, uh, there's about twenty people at the most. It wasn't like packed or anything like that. And there was a kid I told Eagle the story. There was a kid there that um, he's, I think he was getting ready to go into high school and he was really concerned about telling his friends that he was straight edge. Kind of thing, right? And I and of course you've been listening to me now and before mm-hmm. we even started this, you know, I am and I just went, Why? kind of thing. You know, you can see the people in the crowd wondering where this is gonna go, kind of thing. I said, well, are you happy? And he's like, yeah. I said, well, then why, kind of thing. And he's, I said, well, as soon as you give it a name, somebody in that ring is gonna be giddy, you know, just Mm -hmm. because you've now labeled yourself, kind of thing. And then I had an epiphany, light bulb went off, and I realized, I said, well, hang on here. I went to high school from 70 to 74. I didn't drink, I didn't do drugs, I did, what was I? I didn't have Straight Edge back then, so what'd you call me? What was I? And you saw, bing, the light bulb go off. He came up, gave me a hug. Uh, It was just, but that, you know, it's just, it's ridiculous. That stuff uh, drives me freaking nuts. right. right.
2: And, you know, even though I identify as a skateboarder, that's part of what I am. And, you know, that's the only label I really, you know, yeah, I'm a dad, I'm a grandpa now, and all that, (laughs) but... skateboarders like with music when we were first starting you said there's there wasn't new wave or punk rock or skate rock or any of that it was just our music yeah, yeah. and it's kind of the same thing with skateboarding it's whether it's you know video pros or longboarders or whatever it's skateboarding yeah, yeah. that's yeah. all it is Yeah, you can call it or not call it whatever you want yeah yeah
0: So we're at UT Austin. We're studying art. You're still playing guitar, You're playing yeah, Neil Young playing covers. Guitar. So when is the moment that you? It's like the Bob Dylan moment, right? When do you When do you plug that sucker into an amp and start getting some feedback and distortion and, and decide really? to start it a band? Was,
1: it was literally we, Raul started up. Uh, I had just graduated college. This is seventy. I, I started college in '74. Graduated in '78. Uh, we got married. Uh, August and Big Boys started um, right after that. That like '79, some point, pretty early on. But once again, like Chris and Nathan were at the wedding. Mm-hmm. There was there's no band. like No, we weren't even thinking about punk rock or any of yeah. this kind of stuff. Um, I was working at the libraries and at a record because a lot of times I would have a couple of jobs. That's what I was kind of doing, kind of thing. And uh, so working at the libraries and working at a record store. Uh, I started seeing the stuff coming in. Uh, there was a club called Raoul's that started in 79. I think it's when that club started up. And, uh, and you started seeing some people that didn't really look like anybody else in the town, <laughs> kind of thing, uh, on campus. And I, because I was so much into soul and funk and acoustic stuff, right? like we'll it, get to it, do Sex Pistols just sounded like rock and roll to me. I didn't mm-hmm. really, I, mean, I didn't hate it, but I just didn't really, it's like elevator music, it's like there. You know, kind of. um, I like The Clash, because yeah. The Clash kind of sounded like The Beatles almost, you know, with the kind of stuff going on, and I liked XDC, and I liked The Wire album, and stuff. You know, there were yeah. things that I liked that were coming in, but I was still, and we were all skating, and uh, and then you started seeing Skateboarder Magazine, you saw Olson, who I'm friends with, really, if he's listening, hey, Steve, um, <laughs> and he's a freaking great artist, he said that's oh, really man. cool yeah. art. But I saw Olsen and Peters and them, you start seeing them looking like this stuff that nobody really knew about. You know, you might as well be from Saturn or something. Nobody <laughs> knew what the hell this was. And it's like, oh my God, they're into this stuff too, kind of thing. And um, so we decided we biscuit biscuit was ten years older than me. Okay. Right. So biscuit was already kind of part of the just crazy weirdo crowd that before punk rock it was like Cosmic Cowboy and all that kind of stuff (laughs) going on and then this and uh and his hair was getting shorter and shorter because his (laughs) hair used to go all the way down to his butt and now it's getting kind of shorter and shorter and he's talking about Rawls and Beth and I didn't really go to like we we didn't go to bars like we'd go to Armadillo or something to go see some band but we didn't really and uh, so me and Chris and Beth went to uh, the we, we were out skating at Pflugerville and we said, well, we should go, let's go to this place. And so we went to the Battle of the Bands, and uh, and for me, and I've said this 100,000 times, so if anybody's ever listened to any other podcast they have already heard this before, it's like, it wasn't the music. The music was secondary. What what got me was, like, all of a sudden, here's this thing going on where there's no barrier, which, you're, you know, back then, you'd go see Jethro Tull or whoever, and there's a big, um, the, the people in the crowd are just as important as the people that are up on that stage. Right. Um, most of those people in the crowd are in bands, and right. the crowd isn't very, That's another thing that people now think that this was this thing was really little. The same thing with skating back then; it right. wasn't yeah. a big thing like yeah, it is now. You try, know, it's like yeah. a pocket, but everybody kind of knew, you know, through right. skateboarder or yeah. whatever when Thrasher started up, and um, you know, same thing with scenes for the music right. and everything hook, line, and sinker, I thought this is the best, this is amazing, this is, anybody can get up here and do this, this is, you know, this is wonderful. So Chris and I were skating, we decided, let's see if we can play one time, the Raoul's. let's see if we can get (laughs) together and play one time. And we flipped a coin, because he played Junkyard, what Junkyard ended up playing, he was playing that on guitar, and I was playing weird tunings and acoustic kind of, And I got guitar, he got bass, uh, that, band would sound completely, we probably wouldn't even be talking about that band, because yeah. you know, it would have been just annoying, like it, it, I don't know, I am not know yeah. how to explain. Kind yeah. of. Um, we played, we, actually the first place we played was this fur vault called The Vault, and it was upstairs above Half Price Books, and it literally was a fur vault. It was like this big old, the name had asbestos on the walls, I'm oh sure, there was a big, um, like a vault door, like a bank where you keep the money. because Beth was always laughing. If somebody would shut that door and locked it, that would have been the end of punk rock and all. And and you went down these stairs and stuff, and we had, I think we had five songs, and they made us play them twice. And there was like um, uh, probably 15 bands on the bill, which is what all this stuff used to be. And I just remember that somebody called me, because Biscuit was such a character, everybody already knew him. And they heard that he was gonna be in this band, and uh, or he was, he was in a right. band now, and so somebody called me and said, hey, do you guys wanna play this party? And I said, right. sure, you know, kind of thing, and well, what's your name? And it, we had, which I have no clue anymore, but there were three choices. I remember that. I remember there was like two or three choices, and the only one that I can remember when I was on the phone was Big Boys kind of thing, so I said that. And then Beth and I, that night, went to go see a movie. There's a you know, it's a college town, so there, there's a thing called the drag where all the shops are and the, sure. you buy your books and there's a movie theater and all this kind stuff. And we went to go see this movie and we're walking back and there's posters on the drag and it's like 15 bands and I see big boys, right, kind of thing. And I thought, fuck, you know, somebody's got, her, got oh, that sh- name already. We need to, like, change the name. Quite a, yeah. And then I started looking at it and realized, oh shit, that's us. <laughs> that's <laughs> next weekend. Oh my God. And I think so. And then we, like, I don't know five songs or whatever, and they made us play them twice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, and I think that's the first time we played frat cars, and uh, and then it just kind of went, and it's yeah. like, and it's kind of been like that through all of the bands since. You know, it's just like Poison 13 started for one show, and then look what right. happened. You know, it's yeah. like it just. Yeah. So how did horns get into it? Cause we we didn't skate to Ted Nugent, we skated to right. funk and skated to okay. all kinds of. And back then, punk was anything you was deep in, right. and we we right. make it what you want to so, make it, you know, kind of thing. Right. And so, we listened to funk, so we played funk. You know, we didn't even okay. think twice about it because it was, you can do what you want to do up here, you know, kind right. of deal. So, and Nathan was in the band, and Nathan was a freaking amazing skater. Uh, Chris's little brother. And uh, and so he got some of his friends that were in the band, and we learned. Uh, I think the I think the first thing we played with horns was the horse, you know? and okay. and then we because we were doing soul because Biscuit really loved soul stuff too and funk, and yeah. you know? And then we started doing Hollywood swinging because the uh, yeah best version. Rowl's yeah. like the original owners Rowl's got out. And so then this other guy came in, and I can't remember his name. His first name's Steve, but I don't remember what his other name is. And he decided, like I don't know how it is in California, but the the alcoholic Texas TABC is what it is in, okay. in Texas. Um, you have to pay a certain amount if you've got a jukebox or whatever. You've oh, got to pay them money mm-hmm. for royalties for the bands that are getting played oh, okay. on the jukebox or yeah. whatever. Or if you've got bands playing and they're doing covers, right? So he obviously didn't want to pay that thing, but he had everybody get together in this big meeting, and it was just like, okay, well, from now on, uh, let's, uh, don't do any covers. Like, just because you're going to be a better band if you write your own songs, yeah. all this kind of, but it's real, obviously, what's yeah. So we learned, I don't know how many covers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And one of them was Hollywood Swing. He yeah. <laughs> was yeah, like, yeah. oh, well, here's another one of our songs, and here we go, you know, kind of into it. Because by that point, when when all that stuff was going down was the thing with big boys is we had one foot and all the original stuff going on but then we had another foot and all this new thing coming up hardcore and and getting kids to come to shows and all this kind of stuff and the old guard you know yeah kids could get in here if they got in but there wasn't like a An effort to try to get them to come and look look what's going because you have to realize too LA was a little bit different but where we were from there was no college radio none of the high school kids ever heard any of this music they didn't know who Black Flag was or Fear or any of these bands and so you could if you could get an all ages if you could find a place where they could all come and they could see these bands, then maybe they'll start bands, and like, oh boy, we'll have, we'll keep right. this thing going. You know, and I yeah. keep it going to be talking about it on a podcast 30, 40 years later, just that, oh boy, next summer, we're gonna have like a bunch more kid bands. You know, mm-hmm.
2: Right, exactly. You didn't, yeah, you know, they,
1: I mean, you, you'd have to be fairly vain to think that you're doing something that's gonna change something, you know <laughs> I mean? it's yeah. just, we just yeah, we're doing yeah, what we were yeah. doing to keep this alive, this is fucking amazing. Yeah. And like, you know, kinda, so, by the time that the cover thing started up, we were already, we'd started finding VFW halls and places that we could do right. shows. We didn't need clubs anymore. Mm-hmm. Right. You know. So now we kind of started Pushing a little bit, you know, not not like tear the place up, you know, not that kind of stuff. But at least like, okay, you're not going to let kids in here. Well, then you know what? For the first 15 minutes, we're going outside where all the kids are, and we're going to play the first set out there. We're playing, you know, that kind of stuff, you know, just to get them to realize. And it and it kind of ended up to where they did start asking us back to clubs, and uh, but under our and it wasn't just us. It was this was happening. You know, D.C., Detroit, all these places, you know. We weren't the only band. I mean, it was just but that thing that happened. And and I think, well, I kind of know now that that's, when people start talking about all that stuff, that's where it starts for most people is there. Because we were all that generation that let kids come in and now the kids have kind of grown up. And they don't talk about this stuff before that. They're talking more about the very first start of, The Germs and X and Mm -hmm. things for, you know, Minutemen all that kind of type, you know,
0: so. Well, you kind of mentioned earlier, right, you were kind of like, you had the funk kind of, and then you also kind of had this element with Big Boys. It was kind of like obviously getting some inspiration from the, quote-unquote kind of hardcore stuff, were you guys absorbing just everything that was going on, or did you have kind of distinct camps within the band that was like, eh, we kind of want to do funk, we kind of want to do this kind of party stuff, and the other guys are like, well, we're listening to the Misfits, whatever it is, you know, or was it you guys just absorbing everything, and it, that kind of developed what the big boys' sound was? Well... Because you've got, you can take a record and go, I mean, oh, yeah, this sounds I like a funk band, this sounds like this, yeah, you know. Yeah,
1: but I think it's just because we... Ooh, that sounds cool. let's do something like that right Well that's great kind of yeah great. we didn't have any boundaries you know nobody really had I think after a couple of years of it, yeah you know, I can't even think of what record but maybe like mm-hmm. by the time we got it I guess probably like the first one spot did or something mm-hmm. you know, by that point on we kind of started making sure we were kind of saying stuff more, yeah you know instead yeah. of just being some silly song about you know detectives totally yeah, like that, yeah or just something that doesn't really yeah, yeah. but other than that it was just you'd get
0: in a room really and whatever came out deserted, was yeah
1: like. yeah it was really funny because we would come to you know la or like when all that and i'm not going to go into that people need to go to timker.net go to faqs and read about the bad brains and then you can have the whole story <laughs> yeah. i
0: wasn't going to yeah. even bring you it know, up have, don't, don't
1: worry <laughs> better or for worse and now it's for worse as far as how texas is but i mean the, the bands there like there's just a there's an attitude there that's really different i've realized from everywhere else it's just a lot more open people pretty much tell you what they're thinking right off kind of deal and it's just mm-hmm. and so bands from there if you if you stand out in texas you're going to stand out everywhere else like a sore thumb you know, just 'cause it's just right. something. There's just something like riverboat gamblers are freaking great, and they're like, that's Absolutely. a good Texas, yeah, you know, like, kind of uh, motor. I mean, there's something there but so what was going on was that that uh it'd be like, you're hardcore. Mm-hmm. This is hardcore because <laughs> you know, we weren't. Yeah, and Texas wasn't that. Like yeah. you, you would have somebody could literally look part mod, look part rockabilly, look part birthday party, like, what? I mean, yeah. it, was just, right, right. it was just people being what they wanted to be, and right. that's what this was. It was freedom. It was yeah. a, a, a total, you know, yeah. it wasn't this costume, uniform kind of type thing, and so okay. the music wasn't either, and that's why you had, you know, we didn't sound anything like uh, the Dicks, who were freaking great. They didn't mm-hmm. sound anything like Really Red, who were freaking great. They didn't sound anything like, you know, it just, no, there wasn't. Yeah. yeah. This sound, you know, kind right. of type thing. It was kind of all over the map. Yeah.
0: You know, so, yeah, It's uh, crazy to look back at the bands in that era and just see how, even for the, you know, quote unquote, the big bands everybody knows of today, you had like Black Flag existed. You had like Coosker Du existed. None of those bands sound anything alike, you yeah. know? And I kind of look at the big boys as like a microcosm of that. Yeah. You put on a big boys record and you're like, oh, I'm going on a different journey. Every song, you yeah. know, which is, I mean, is cool. Intentionally do, yeah, you know, just, just what came out came out. Doing what we were doing yeah. So yeah. yeah, did you feel there was a progression throughout the band? Like when you started, it was this, and by the time you were well, kind of we writing hope your later songs, better, you know, yeah, that, playing like, better. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> right.
1: But I don't because no, we just always did what, yeah.
0: yeah. Was there a point when you ever started taking it? Seriously like, oh man, we're in a band. We could we we, we could we, we could do this. Let's go for it. Or was it like well, you just I mean, took it for granted, you know?
1: Because it's all serious. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. It's like but it's it's you're still having fun like yeah. like for us, touring the best part of touring was like Going to thrift stores, getting this total extended family. Uh, oh, and then we're going to play. It's such a thing. Yeah, oh, and then yeah. we get to go to the skate park. And totally. then we're going to go find this ditch and we're yeah. going to do that. You know, it's more, but that doesn't take away. We were serious yeah. about what we were playing, but not like, oh, we're going to make a bunch of money and we're going to get validated. Yeah. The name. I mean, even it's funny because now the people that know about big boys act like we're. Black flag right. or something, you know, which is crazy because we're we're that we're the third tier down. Mm-hmm. We're like you know we you have to kind of dig to find us, and uh, but the crazy thing with us is we're in all those other people's histories, and we're and yeah we're, we're their favorite bands and all this kind of type stuff. Yep. just so it's a odd. I don't know. I, all that yep. stuff is
2: just really weird to me and funny and like skating back in those days, if you wanted to be big, you had to come to California. That was the only place you were gonna get any publicity. I wonder if, because you guys were from Austin, and that there was a scene there, but had you been
0: an LA a- band, style. yeah. Yeah, but you have to realize,
1: you have yeah, to realize Black that Black Black even Black 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 back Black. then, like Black Flag and all that, nobody wanted to hear this music. There wasn't there nobody's yeah. writing about this stuff. Yeah. Nobody, like, like I wouldn't it's even have time, to say what too. I just said about the Bad Brains if if all these magazines would have been interested in yeah. all these bands back then, like Minor Threat, Misfits, all this kind. You and bad, you wouldn't have to. Even, that was such a fucking huge deal yeah. in that day, mm-hmm. but. And I'm saying that to use that as an example is showing you nobody, they didn't play the stuff on the radio in most yeah, of these towns. There wasn't right. when bands would come through, everybody stayed at each other's houses, just like the skating stuff back in the day. Right, um, couch tour. You know, there. I mean, yeah, in Austin we'd get two, three hundred kids we had come into the Ritz and stuff for these shows. But like, it, it just nobody knew what this was. I mean, the the <laughs> right. the, the best. When Fear played on Saturday Night Live, <laughs> they, they played right before that in Austin. They were coming through. And, yeah. and we played with them and stuff back in the back. And the story is, is that now we didn't know it at the time, but for me and Beth, here's what happened. And then I and then I found out the story later. So, so basically what happened was, we play with them, uh, we go home for, um, or no, we are watching the thing on Halloween. And, uh, and you know here they are and they get up there and, and knock the microphone over for the first song or something and it's just say oh, yeah, whatever kind of deal and then here comes the second time they come on and now here's all these people you know doing this, you know, doing mm-hmm.
0: throwing pumpkins them, around
1: yeah. kind of and it's like uh, okay what's getting ready to happen because if you didn't know and you hadn't been and once again this scene is really not very big at all so if you knew, you knew. It's that kind yeah. of type of thing. Like, you would have no clue what was going on right. other than that. Yeah. Um, here goes all the stuff. Uh, all of a sudden, they go into the second song, um, and then um, John, Negative Approach, grabs the microphone. I thought he said New York sucks, but he's, he's saying Negative Approach is going to fuck you up, is what he said on the microphone. And they go into this other thing, and then all of a sudden, the, the, it just went off. And there was like maybe maybe 10 minutes left of the show. You know, there we was somewhere between that and five or whatever kind of, and so all of a sudden the next thing you see is uh, that Kill Your Landlord. Remember that mm-hmm. skit kind of thing? But there's no laughing, there's no, it's just this weird film, like there's you don't hear. <laughs> and then that goes off, and then commercials come on. And then after the commercials, here comes on this stuff that's like, Austin, Austin, and just this, and it never came back on. So it's just like, well, yeah. what in the hell happened? Kind of, and then you read the next day that, oh, we tore up the studio and all this kind of stuff. Yeah, out-of-town so, of punks destroy yeah. SNL so, studio, yeah. Then we go, and at that point in time, we hadn't met Ian and them yet. Minor Thread hadn't come through yet and stuff. And uh, So we go home for Thanksgiving, and I walk into the house, and my parents have the TV on, and it's the... the um, kind uh, what's that guy's name with well, the error going Steve Martin uh, <laughs> so his special for Thanksgiving right. and he's, it's the very end of it and he's like oh thank you so-and-so for coming th- oh and thanks so much to John Belushi and John Belushi comes out and he's skanking yeah he's like doing the skanking mm-hmm. yeah. and we're both me and Beth are looking like oh, oh my god he knows that's pretty well he got, he got fear so on the did. show right oh, no, and that's, that's as not, the yeah. story but goes I'm, right I'm yeah. telling you at this yeah. point we didn't know yeah sure sure and then once we learned the real story, then yeah, you know, like what happened was New York, th- they had Crowd, a band called Crowd, mm-hmm. right? But there really wasn't any hardcore bands from there yet. Yeah. And they didn't have a scene like DC did. Yeah. And John Belushi was going to DC just because he loved this stuff. Yeah. And so he called up Discord and said, hey, can you get your friends to come up here and let's like, yeah, you know, when they when we do the rehearsals, don't don't you know do a little bit, but don't really yeah go. You know, yeah, right? yeah, all right. go. yeah. So Let's keep it kind of st- And so Ian called up uh, Corey and all that whole crew in Detroit and yeah. stuff. And so so now when I see it, it's like oh there's Jeff, oh there's Solta. yeah, like yeah. I, just, I just <laughs> see everybody like oh my god, yeah. You know, that's who. But uh, and so what happened was they go out, they start doing that. The the people went oh my god what the fuck it's a riot kind of type thing and and the only thing that really happened was jeff tripped over a cord and unplugged one of the cameras that was it that's all that happened but they wouldn't let him go back in the green room and get their shit they made him leave right then just all this kind of crazy (laughs) stuff
2: after that so yeah
1: to a show at the Ritz, and uh, came to see us. You know, these big boys and kind of it. And so when it was over, I was like, well, you... well it was really, really loud. Like, <laughs> how, so loud why, how come you didn't stop that fight? And I was like, what? And he's going. Well, every time y'all started playing, everybody started fighting. And I was just like, no, no, that's not fine. fine. <laughs> you
0: know. How long did the big boys exist? What was that? What was that time frame? How many years?
1: From like 79, 80, somewhere in there. I, always, I can't even remember when we actually started, and we went all the way till about maybe 84, 85, because it was right, nothing, for me, there was never really any break between a lot of these bands, so right around the time Poison 13 started was right around the time Big Boys didn't play again. Yeah. And like I was saying earlier, we didn't, we weren't breaking up, we were yeah. just gonna take a break for a little bit, yeah. and then it just, stuff, you know, went down, things. Was there a there. conscious
0: reason for that break? For you guys deciding to take a break? Yeah,
1: because we have been on freaking tour for almost yeah. two and a half months. And it's, it's tired. Like, that's not, don't ever yeah. do that if you're in a band. Yeah. yeah. Three weeks tops yeah. and leave it at that and don't, like, yeah. that's... Unless yeah. you're
0: Black Flag and then you're just out yeah. 340 yeah. days a year.
1: Yeah. <laughs> but even Black Flag was like family where they're arguing. And yeah, all oh, that. yeah, so, yeah, yeah. So it's, yeah.
0: So from an outsider perspective, um, I mean, you know, me, whoever you look at, Big Boys and you—is that the first skate rock skate punk band, right? I mean, to we're me, the they're first, they're synonymous, we're the first right? One
1: called that. Yeah, you know, yeah. I, I say probably JFA, and, and uh, you know. That's always a the
0: debate. First. Who's who was first? Well, in a we JFA, first or Big Boys. Yeah. yeah, 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 and, and yeah. Brian
1: and I go back and forth, but it's yeah. just funny and laughing and yeah. stuff. And, that, and there's a really great story that now I've got a kind of an end to it now, where Brian like we we went up to san francisco and uh we we went to go play and this is when thrasher had first come out it was like a big paper it's like a right. fanzine it was like right. a big fanzine yeah. of paper thing and we wrote to them to ask like hey can we go skate you know because it was like yeah hey, these are places to skate not to be in thrasher not to yeah, I mean, let's get the inside scoop. It's hard scoop. For people to yeah. realize now. It had nothing to do with validation or any of that kind of any of this stuff yeah. back then. It was just things you did and like, mm-hmm. boy, we can go skate there. You know, it's kind of so. Got a hold of him to go skate and everything, and Mofo decided he wanted to write a story about us. Okay. And he was doing uh, the Wild, wild Riders of Boards, yeah. and uh, and he decided that it, it kind of turned into this thing where it was this band from Texas that had a pet armadillo, <laughs> and uh, and we were skate rock. Yeah. Like yeah. at some point he described us as skate rock yeah. or something right yeah. in there kind yeah. of thing, and um, so that that's pretty much the first one. And even, yeah. Brian, even Brian now agrees with that. Yeah, right? so yeah, yeah. Because like, we, you know, ours, but it was really funny because I think it was, maybe well, it was with you or something where he was, he was on some podcast going, but we had the first uh, skateboard. I, I I I've heard hold, that, like, I've heard that, I've that, heard that I story Jack too, yeah. Newton, yeah. You know, kind of saying, when did our board come out? And it's like, no, no, we had the first
0: Yeah,
2: skateboard. yeah, yeah. <laughs> 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 <That's> <laughs> well, so that, that,
0: that's my ideal and, segue is, uh, I mean, how did the big boys Zorlock board come about? Was that was after me, the we Thrasher? Yeah, stuff, you know, obviously like Texas the, guys.
1: So, but the, the Brian story that's really funny is that, like, when when skate rock tapes started coming out, and once again, I, I can't stress enough, and I'll probably stress it more than I need to be stressing. It, this is not a big scene. This is like oh, yeah. a small kind of group of people and everybody having fun and stuff. And like, when that thing came out. A bunch of the bands were like, "Well, our drummer skates. We're skate yeah, rock. Yeah, 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 exactly." Everybody was trying to be skate rock, you know, kind yeah. of there They go, "Yeah, whole crew of people," and it yeah. pissed Brian off because Brian was just like, "Well, you don't skate, kind of." Sure. So he wrote a letter to Thrasher that was basically saying, "Okay, we're going on tour, and we're literally going to call you out. Like, we're going to go, we're going to go skating with your band, and if we <laughs> oh, find <okay>. out you <laughs> don't skate, we're going to call you out." Right? Yeah. So, yeah. So here they come to Austin. I think we were the first, play, and we hadn't seen the letter. We didn't know anything about the letter or anything like that. And uh, so my story until just recently was always that we took them to Pflugerville, because we knew they all skated. Yeah. So said, oh, let's go Flugerville," kind of thing. And they sat out and while we skated for a while, you know, kind of thing. Yeah. And so to me, after knowing about all this and the letter, it's like, oh, okay, well they're waiting to see if we really do skate. Right. Know, yeah, skate, man, sizing you up. But Brian was telling about. It was about three or four years ago. It was when Mark was still alive. Mark sure. Waters is fucking yeah. great character. Really, something needs to yeah. do something about him because mm-hmm. he was an amazing person. Um, we were all done. We were here, like I am now, for painting at the elementary school, some murals and stuff. And then we would play music and right. stuff. Mm-hmm. And so we and Cerritos uh, Hago um, had mm-hmm. he teaches there, and he had us do a show at the museum. Like all the people that were painting the murals, we had the art show and all this stuff. And then Brian and all of us played. MoFo was there and stuff. And Brian was telling the story to a bunch of crew of people there. He was going, you know, Tim, Tim always tells this story about, you know, we were checking them out to see if the, they skated and stuff. He said, no, man, we, we knew they skated. We were just really stoned. We were just... <laughs> like, <"They're> just <laughs> 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 yeah.
2: And, you know, we made the first JFA boards here in Madrid. I think I knew that. I oh, think we'd cool. mentioned that. Know, yeah, yeah. Like yeah. deep content.
0: Yeah. Man, I, I still, stoned. to this, I was telling somebody the other day about all the boards you guys used to manufacture if you rode something at a certain time point chances are it came out of the madrid factory man yeah and
1: like yeah. the soys boards yeah. oh yeah yeah for sure right
0: yeah. i mean when i when i think over picture the big boys i think of that photo with all you guys skating that ditch it looks like just blazing it's a black and white photo yeah, it's, it's blazing we hot before sun before because we were coming to yeah. california we yeah.
1: Just yeah. over at some crazy yeah. And yeah. yeah 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 we do like what Probably, if, if if you're listening to this and you skate, which I'm surprised if you're listening to it and you don't, <laughs> but, um, yeah, we all, you're always, yeah. I mean, you can't help it. You know, you mm-hmm. just look at stuff and it's like, oh, shit, that'd be cool. Yeah. Oh, look, look at that ditch. You know? yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. Like, yeah. That's cool.
0: So Zorlock, band Zorlach, board.
2: Newton,
1: we knew Newton really good. Uh, we all and once again we were all skating before. Mm-hmm. I mean that's the thing is we all we were a band of skater. Like it, yeah. it was, we weren't. It's just our band happened to all skate. Yeah, you know, at least at least the first drummer was. Yeah, yeah. after that it kind of yeah. turned to where the drummer didn't really skate. Yeah, but we all did. Yeah, I kind of think so. Uh, so Newton. I don't even know why he decided to do it, but I mean, he just knew us all, and and you know, we, you know, we weren't like, you know, we definitely weren't Jeff Phillips and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah. But at the same time, we were all there, and I, they all came to the shows, so and yeah. they were wearing, you know, our you know shirts yeah. or whatever, making. So I think he just decided he wanted to do a board. So we, everybody thinks it's a pusshead design. It's yeah, we talked about that design. a year ago. It's, 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 <laughs> Biscuit found in the medical. It's off. It's the three of us designed that board. Yeah, and uh, so basically, uh, nobody got exactly what they wanted shape-wise, but like we all kind of came up with this shape, and then Biscuit had found this medical um, picture of the two-headed skeleton mm-hmm. thing. Uh, we always drew Sacred Hearts, you mm-hmm. know, because everybody, you know, like back then Dogtown, and yeah. all that, which is, if anybody's listening and has an old Dogtown hand-painted board, let me know, because we can trade <laughs> something on like uh, uh, But yeah. we were always like doing you know, Sacred Hearts and stuff. So Chris did the Sacred Heart that's behind it, and then I did the banner that's underneath mm-hmm. in the writing. Okay. So we all three did the graphics on it. But then what happened was, the same thing I did with the board that, that Madrid put out, like, I, when I got it, I made the nose more round yeah. and I cut stingers in the back Yeah, of mine, right. You know, I kind of think, that's, that's what I had, that's what I rode. And Newton, not, not bad, it was just funny. You know, Newton would get a hold of me and just be, man, because we'd be skating at Flickerville. And then some kid would call up Newton and just like, oh, I want one like Tim's. And Newton would be like, Well, yeah. he's like, yeah. Call he Tim. And just ride the damn, like, boring <laughs> <laughs> houses. And I was just like, No, you kind yeah. of. So. And that's yeah. the Madrid boy. The Madrid yeah. boy's old yeah. blockhead that was uh, the Sam Cunningham one with the two yep. snakes, the, yeah. the, which was a pretty cool shape. But then I cut the Richard thing. Made those. Yeah, I, there you go.
0: That I that was originally made by Madrid, Madrid as well. well.
1: Yeah. So yeah. I, so <laughs> I cut the nose right. off of it. I, I did a bunch
2: of stuff to it. Wheel Wells, I think. You put the wheel Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah, Yeah, that's awesome.
2: You guys came out, I think it was around the contest, the Whittier contest. And I think that was the time when we started doing, like, the skate rock shows. It was one. We played played. the first one. I know that. Yeah. Yeah.
1: We played uh, the first time we went to a contest out here was when Dwayne should have won that that contest, right. it's in those documentaries and all that, and yeah. Tony Hawk won, and everybody was really pissed. Yeah. And, uh, and I can't remember what, that might, that might have been where I, I just knew it was weird. And I, Yeah, so, well the first one, the, the way, how I remember was, the very first one was in San Francisco. Right, like that wasn't no, the one where it was L.A. Way. and then San Francisco. Right, um, so that was the very first one, and that's when the Jacks jacket got thrown up to me and stuff. So now okay. I'm, a, I'm a Jack kind of thing. Yeah, I'm yeah. yeah. Shout out to all the Jacks out there. Yeah. Um, um, but uh, the second one, there's a real pretty funny story with that one that I've told Eagle, and I think I've, I've finally told it to somebody at one of these podcasts kind of things because, because uh, so Ian MacKay and his brother Alec, and I'm saying MacKay just because of what he was talking about earlier, where I just name off names, not thinking mm-hmm. about it, and like, you know, people and friends. And, <laughs> um, they were doing an on-the-road, uh, you know, kind of Kerouac road trip. You know, okay. The so they were going from D.C. all the way to California and stuff, and they came to Texas, and stayed in Austin for about a week and a half or something with me and Beth and all that, and and then they were going on to California, and I said, well, we're going to be out there for this skate rock thing, and it was the second one where it was the L.A. and the, right. Uh, right. and uh, we'll be out there, and if you want to come, just let me know, and, kind of, and this is not cell phones or any of that stuff, so you need a phone or phone or whatever kind of, and so they, um, basically, we get to the the thing and it was right that uh, breakdancing had gotten big. Uh, mm-hmm. So all the skaters were trying to learn how to breakdance. Yeah. So we're sitting at, I, I can't,
2: what club was that? Starwood or something, or I can't remember what it club might it might have been, or the Henry Fund a Theater, or something like that. I remember where it was, it just can't remember yeah. the name.
1: But, uh, Mo so, probably I'm sitting on the edge of the stage and I'm watching these people trying to breakdance or right. you know, doing that yeah. kind of stuff. And, uh, Cavallaro is sitting next to me, mm-hmm. right? Not not like right next to me, but kind of right yeah. over on the side. And you know, we're not close by any means, but I he's he's been pretty friendly, and you know, mm-hmm. seems like a really good guy and all yeah, that kind of stuff. But really this this story guy. makes sound, which is not what it. But it's just it was this did happen, and it was just funny. It's like I'm sitting there, and I look over and I see it's Cav Cab, and I just went, oh hey, how you doing, kind of thing, and just attitude, like oh really, I'm really dumb. You know, watching anything, just kind of sitting there. Maybe you didn't hear it. Who knows? You know, like I don't know what. And so, you know, whatever. So I turn around, I'm watching stuff, and then the next thing I know, somebody's on top of me. I'm on top of them. They're on top of me. And what had happened was the in and out like had come through the back door and then jumped me from the back. And then we're just wrestling around. stuff, oh, okay, well you're here. This is great. And uh, I'll make sure you're on the list. And uh, you know, starts at such and such time or whatever. So they leave. And uh, so now I'm sitting back down on the edge of the thing watching everybody. And I just get this feeling somebody's really, and uh, I look over and Cavalier is really looking at me. And it's just like, was that Ian McConnell? And I just went,
2: yeah.
1: He's like, do you know him? And I was just like yeah. I'm like, yeah. And now he wants to talk. You know, kind of. of which is like. <laughs>
0: You got to understand that. Yeah. I mean, like you say about, you know, you're always kind of wanting to focus on the now and, you know, not live in the past and you got to always be looking forward. But, you know, as a personal story, when I was out in Austin for your board release event, walking through your house and you have just, you know, the illustration from out of step hanging on your wall. To me, it's just, uh, yeah, I just, it's mind boggling, man. You know, to you, it's just, yeah, yeah, you know. It's yeah, another thing it. hanging in my house, house you know. It's here in Madrid. Yeah, yeah. That, you know, like, I'm sure totally. there's
1: people that are like, oh my gosh, you know, so and so. Yeah, it's just like Sometimes it's, not, it's you, man, you know, yeah, for sure, yeah. What, yeah. You do well, kind of get, well, yeah. i honored, but yeah. it's just, you know, people are peeing
0: yeah. 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 was there a, was there a point when so were you, you music right you, you've obviously been in a a million bands we'll we'll try to get through it all but was there a point when art kind of started taking precedent over music in your life and you thought I'm going to lean more into this and and you cuz you Yeah, you're,
1: it was it was music all the way up until probably early 2000s. And then and I was always doing art but I was sure. doing it like on, you know, album covers and yeah. posters and things like that and stuff but I wasn't painting big. I yeah. definitely wasn't painting murals and stuff. I did do graffiti back in the day, but yeah. not a huge burn thing, but I sure. would definitely tag the Anarchy Skateboard thing. Yeah, and yeah, like sure. And, um, but yeah, like mid, I think I think sometime in the 90s, like the skaters, graffiti kids, BMX kids, all those people that did art, Yeah. Uh, Realized or kind of did what we all did with the music. Yeah. They decided, like, okay, we can't do this here. Nobody's asking us for it. You know what? We're going to rent this place out, do it over here. Yeah. If you want to come, come on. Yeah. And that kind of started all the indie, you know, galleries and stuff that was going on. And um, so somewhere in the early 2000s, Seben and them, who uh, Michael Seban mm-hmm. writes for Thrasher and stuff, and they're really freaking great artists. And See Austinite as well. Yeah, he's yeah Austin, sure. And, uh, he, they had a place called Camp uh, Fig, mm-hmm. I think, or I think that's what it was called, and uh, and it was right across the street from Sweatbox, where I was recording bands all the time. Okay. So All through the nineties, I recorded uh, hundreds of bands. Yeah. I, mean, I don't even know where to begin with that, and uh, they, uh, and they basically. Realized, or they—I don't know what. Just somehow, all of a sudden, it was like, "Oh, you know what? Tim does art. Get Tim in here." Yeah. Kind of thing, and so then that kind of started it up. And the, yeah. the very first one was um, Brian, the friend of mine that's uh, in San Francisco. Brian Adora, who do really amazing um, hybrid design. They mm-hmm. do really, really great um, graphics and stuff. And he does Super Seven. And um, they knew that Beth and I were really into Halloween, and yep. they we're going to do a Halloween show, art show. And, uh, and so they asked me if I uh, wanted to put something up. Yeah. And I thought it was just, you know, like,
0: you know, just... Some bullshit in the garage. <laughs> well, not,
1: mean that, but not bullshit, yeah. i just saying some it wasn't... Rinky-dink. A uh, yeah, yeah. Kind of big deal yeah. kind of thing. And then I see the names of the people that are in it, and mm-hmm. it's like Barry and all these guys going, oh, holy shit, this is kind of a big... Yeah. And I remember... That actually is a... That totally answers your question because I remember one Saturday morning when I realized that this is... Oh, holy shit, this is kind of a big deal. yeah Um, And I sat down and I was drawing... um, When I went to college, I had uh, Gary Winogrand. So I did a lot of street shooting, which I still see. It's the same thing like skating. You see places Mm -hmm. to skate. If you start opening up your eyes and the photos and stuff, you'll see photos all over the place. You'll see that everything's art. I mean, it's like... You know, if if literally this whole table and us sitting here was in a museum, people would be oh, and like taking pictures and like you know this is yeah, just, it's just a different way of looking or opening up, <laughs> basically <laughs> what's going on. And so, I had a, a photo of a little girl dancing in the post office in New Orleans, and uh, so I drew her and I had her dancing around a pumpkin because it was a Halloween nice. show and she had a butcher knife. Yeah, and it, and it said something about uh, my favorite, or yeah. whatever kind of thing. And uh, and I remember Beth coming down, uh, coming in to the where we I was doing it on the kitchen table, and she's just look looking at me like, Do do you really need another career? (laughs) What the hell's gonna happen? uh, And that really was kind of the start of that.
0: Okay, so interjection, did that piece sell at that show? I can't even remember now. Do you have photos of it? Maybe. I'd have to really dig. I'm uh, sure i probably do. That's right I'd up my ready alley, ready. man. I know you—I've shared photos with you in our similar offices filled with monster memorabilia, and yeah. uh, my wife and I got married on Halloween night. Oh, man, Big, that's cool. So I'd love, I'd love to see that piece, man. Well,
1: you know, I just to <laughs> like, uh, ads for Zorlac and Thrax. Yeah, yeah, I've sure, all of sure. I doubt I've
0: seen them all, yeah, but yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Those, so. and that's and great.
1: Some, and there was Daniel Johnston. Yeah. Like, he— um, Used to work at the McDonald's, sure, right, yeah, yeah, at UT kind yeah. of thing. So, and he knew I worked over at the, the library, yeah. And he would come because I couldn't really go anywhere, so I'm kind of there. And yeah. He would like sit and talk to me on his lunch breaks or whatever. And there's a, at one point he was he drew me drawing an ad for Thrasher, and I was drawing our friend Prince, yeah. not Prince and, and um, you know, whatever, not famous Prince, yeah, Prince that lived in Austin kind yeah. of thing. Um, and he had a big Godzilla tattooed on his back, and I was drawing that and stuff and you know, for this ad. Yeah. And, uh, and I had the drawing forever and ever, it was like ballpoint pen, but I had it hanging in such a way where the sun was really hitting it, and it finally just faded. I mean, you can't even oh, see man. it yeah. anymore.
0: You That's know? crazy. So, kind of sad, so you've, you've been able to make, even if you, I you don't know if we want to call it a career, but you've been able to make a life from art, essentially, right? I mean, when's the last time you really had to have a real job? and well, to use those I, terms I
1: had, well i had a job through all of this stuff yeah so the 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 thing was was like especially the, the best way to explain it is bands like i bands meaning all the ones i was because literally from 90 to 2000 yeah. i recorded like i don't even, i don't even know where to begin yeah like there's all kinds of um and what was going on was i worked yeah so i didn't have to worry about the money it wasn't like you know like if, if some metal band came up to me that and and nothing against metal, it's just I'm not that, I'm not a big metal, <laughs> yeah, once it's again, elevator yeah. music, you know, kind of to me. So I wouldn't have to be like, oh shit, we really got to make the rent this month, so yeah, okay, I'll do you guys, you know, kind of thing. I got to, Yeah. and it's always been like that yeah. because I always work, yeah. you know, and, and the money that I've made, which you know, we're not rich, but we mm-hmm. don't have kids and we all worked and now we're retired, yeah. you know, because yeah. we're that you know, that yeah. age kind of type thing. And yeah, I sell paintings and yeah. things are going great and but it's not you know what I'm saying it was never
0: it was never the primary kind of yeah, uh, because it, breadwinner. It's, it's
1: just I just grew up at a time and I just have never thought that self expression was how I was going to make money. Sure, Does that make yeah, sense? absolutely. That was, it was just that something you did, and I didn't want money to. I'm not going to turn money down, yeah. but I didn't want money to be a factor in me deciding what I'm doing or how totally. I'm painting or yeah. what I'm kind of. And I've just I've always been like that with, with any yeah. of the bands or any of this kind of stuff. So
0: my friends and I have talked about that because I have friends who, even still to this day and my age and older, that are just grinding in the business of trying to make it in music and to me it's the most miserable it's like once something kind of becomes your job uh, you know there there it goes for me and so it's like you know once you get that all those factors coming into play and you have to think about success and budgets and money and your finances just from like doing what you really love it's so rare that people really get that opportunity to make something of that in a very like Organic, pure way, right? So, if you're out there for the sole reason of making a big income, then you're sacrificing really what the art and the creative like the creativity that comes naturally.
1: Yeah, but to each his own. Yeah, one hundred percent. You know, decision, but I'm totally with you. It's like if, yeah. if you're if you're doing any sort of self-expression, and that's everything from making clothes to writing or mm-hmm. the podcast or whatever it is you're doing. If you're doing that because you want validation. Or some kind of money, yeah. You you got an uphill thing going on yeah. here. Like right. it's gonna. You, you might maybe be, the two percent. Yeah. You know, yeah. But all of a sudden now right. you don't need to worry and you can yeah. buy a house or <laughs> that right. kind of right. But no, most everybody, most everybody that you see names of, they're still knocking on doors and they're yeah. still mm-hmm. working real hard at stuff. You yeah. know, I know, all my friends are. You know, it's like. The last
0: band I was doing for a few years, this was, a, you know, pre-COVID at this point, but we had we had a similar thing. We had reached out to a band, and we were going to put on a show, and we reached out to just, you know, what we considered our peers. Hey, we're putting the show together. Would you want to come and play? And their first reaction was, well, what does it pay? We have a guarantee. And we just said, we're good. No, thank you. Yeah, yeah. We're moving on. It doesn't pay anything, man. You know, and he, it's like, come on. You know, you're supposed to be punks, whatever you want to call yeah, it. Yeah. You know, it's like, Jesus, it's man. It's a
1: totally different thing now. I mean, yeah. There's definitely pockets, and there's definitely of course. people doing it for the right reason, but yeah, it's definitely different. Yeah.
0: You've obviously had... I mean, innumerable amounts of shows over the years with your art, gallery shows, solo shows. Um, But let's touch a little bit on the most recent one that you guys had in Houston, which is kind of a collab uh, project. You want to talk about that a bit?
1: Actually, that's what every year, Eric, that's what I'm here right now for. Eric, uh, there's no money for the... uh, Music or art or anything at the school, and uh, so he takes it on himself and he has projects that he's so like everybody from Shepherd Ferry to all these different people are doing projects with the kids. So, my project this year with them like I've done build your own instrument, I've done all kinds of crazy stuff with them, but uh, this one was collaboration because I've been the last I don't think it's been the whole year, but it's been a lot of the year. Um, I started doing a collaboration with Robert Hodge Mm -hmm. and uh, he's a black artist in Houston and uh, a totally different orbit but we're completely pretty much kind of saying the same stuff with our art Mm. and uh, although it's really different Mm -hmm. you know does that make sense I guess he does a lot of collage and he cuts Mm -hmm. into stuff and it's really cool what he does yeah it's awesome work uh, so that's what we've been doing we've been doing all these crazy collaborations and we just had the first Big show at uh, the Blaffer Museum in Houston, and, uh, and the supposedly it was the biggest crowd they'd ever. Like, six hundred people came, and we played. Me, we did the Freedom piece that we're going to be doing with the kids. I got like people from Sugar Shack and a bunch of people to come over, and like we played, and they nice. just took nice. over the gallery for and yeah. That was a lot of fun. And, uh, but we'll see what happens. You know, it's like I. It's real obvious. There, there was, there was over thirty pieces in that show. And, uh, and we've kind of just started, you know, kind of thing. And the pieces are big. I mean, yeah. they're, they're, some yeah. of them are like two or three school maps all sewn together that size. Mm. And, uh, and there's some even bigger than that. And uh, so it's, I'm sure it's an ongoing thing. And that gets into the how stupid, don't you know who I am is. And that this stuff you can, print kind of thing <laughs> is Because I think when this all first happened, what was going on was... There's me and Robert, but there's a guy named Russell. And Russell was in a band in Houston, he was a DJ, and they got really big. I mean, like like they toured Europe and all this stuff, and now he's like, and he's fairly young, but he's like mixed Earth, Wind, and Fire, like all this crazy stuff where you're like going, what? You know, kind of when you're hearing about this. And he decided he was gonna get us together finally to do this and he was going to treat us like a band which is not what happens in the art world at all and we were going to almost be like we're on tour or something and he's going to promote it and he's going to do this stuff like we're in a band right and in his mind because you're Tim Kerr, you know, kind of thing, and you're in the Hall of Fame in Austin, honestly, that he thought he was going to be able to get in those museums easy, right? <laughs> we can't get a show in Austin. Nobody's <laughs> interested in this show at all in Austin at this point, you know, kind of yeah. thing, and I'm just laughing. Absolutely just like, crazy. Not, I'm wasn't I'm it's not my orbit. I'm not right. part of this. I've always been DIY with all yeah. this stuff and like right. you know, so
0: is the show uh, still running in Houston at the gallery? This is
1: the last weekend of it and right now I'm talking Robert's talking in the museum about this because I yeah. they wanted me to be there and I was like, No, nah, I'm gonna go paint yeah. murals for the kids. Yeah. And, uh, so they're having a big museum talk right now. Is that so right? Yeah. That, yeah. yeah.
0: Are there any plans to tour it to other cities? Obviously, if well, Austin, outside, me, come out it's, west. It's
1: and it's, 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 you know, it's not little pieces. Yeah. It's big. Yeah, yeah. So it's going to have to be someplace that like yeah. you know, if Shepherd fairies Gallery or something like that. Yeah. But I don't Nobody's. The yeah. you know, art world is a real different. I mean, we talked about that. Yeah. It's so yeah. completely different than the music stuff. because. Yeah. And for the longest time, I couldn't quite put my finger on what exactly it was and then I realized a couple of months into it that it's sharing. Yeah. Like the uh, art world, everybody holds those cards so close to themselves that they don't mm. there's no sharing going on. Mm. There's not like, oh man, we're going to have a show next week. Hey, put something, you do art? Cool. Put something on the wall over yeah. here. Yeah. You know, kind of, which is how it should be. Yeah. You know, and There's a really great I've, I'm pretty sure I told Eagle this story, but there's a really great story where uh, I had a A solo show at the Rosa Parks Museum, which was a pretty big freaking deal. And uh, and I usually, if it's just my show, I try to have a friends wall and do exactly what we're talking about. Mm -hmm. It's like you know, oh wait, you do art? Cool, put something up here. So um, uh, Matt, uh, so Matt Hoffman, there we go, was doing (laughs) um, was painting like. um, Animals and stuff for his friends, or whatever kind of right. thing, right? So, for those that don't
0: know, Matt Hoffman, he's uh, legendary BMX, BMX he's writer. Tony, yeah, I mean,
1: Tony Hawk says the intro to his, documentary yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. highest Legend also, BMX. Don't, don't be embarrassed because when I first met him, I didn't know who the hell he was. Because <laughs> I skated, like, I didn't ride, right. skate. Yeah. so it's like, you know, and I met him. I'm, that's I met him at Ian's 50th birthday party. Um, the, the party was over. We're all, about five of us, standing around talking. Matt's sitting in a chair right down there. And uh, and Ian turns and goes, oh, Tim, did you meet, and before you could finish the sentence, Matt's like in my face going about big boys and just all the old, and actually, I'll remember to get back to the story, but I'll tell you something really great that he said that's totally skating thing. Was he was telling me that back when, um, you know, cause once again, just like the punk rock stuff and the hardcore, um, when people were skating, people had no freaking clue what this was or what was going yeah. on. In this, and I broke I broke this arm. My left arm is there's a plate running down the whole arm of it because I crushed my arm in a 14 foot pool. It was 1975, I think. Whoa. It might have been 76 or something. And every doctor in that place when I went in was just like so. So you were skating on the sidewalk and you <laughs> fell into the and It's like no, no, no. Like, kind of, kind of, so anyway, Matt was with Jeff Phillips and yeah. they were doing the mall thing where okay. they're going around with a ramp and stuff. And so right. you had Jeff and you had Matt, you know, skateboard and bike kind of. And after three days, um, Matt finally set Jeff down. It was just like what, like how, how do you know where you're going? Like, you, you don't ever do the same lines, you don't mm-hmm. do the same tricks, yeah. you don't do the what, how, how do you know where you're going? How do you set up? And he goes, let the, let the board take me where it's going. Mm-hmm. I kind of think, oh. he said, bing, light bulb went off, and that's his mantra for life now. It's mm-hmm. just like, let it go where it's going, you know, kind of thing. So, but anyway, so I asked Matt, do you want to put something up at the Rosa Parks Museum? Right. Tim, that's a, that's a museum. I was going yeah but you paint put something up on the wall I go, Tim I was just like put that so he stole a bus sign and he um, I shouldn't say that so he found a bus sign and yeah he stole, stole it okay And, he, it and he painted Rosa Parks on there with a condor because that's his kind of symbol right. like coming over or something like that okay so there it is on the wall with a whole bunch of other people and stuff kind of these five kids come in i told you the story yeah yeah yeah. five kids come in and this told this totally shows you don't have a clue when you put something out how it's going to (laughs) affect so you better be putting something out that you're you stand by or whatever kind of thing right Yeah. so here come these five kids um they're not interested in art at all and this place was big and uh but they're in there they're not paying attention to any of the art or anything they happen to be standing in front of the friend's wall but they're talking. They're not looking at it or any kind of thing. And I, like, you know, we haven't really gotten into that. And there's no reason to. But, like, I'm not the kind of person that's going to go up to people and be like, I'm Tim <laughs> Kerr. You know. So I decided I'm going to walk up. And there was the one kid with the long hair, the Hesher-looking kid. And that usually used to be the BMX kid. You know, right, like, right. Man, yeah. So walk up walk up to him and you know, and I said, um, do, do you ride bikes? And the kid's like, Yeah kinda of look I said, so Who the fuck's this old guy? And what the <laughs> hell And I said, Well, do, do you know who Matt Hoffman is? And I was like, Yeah You know, like "What fuck you you know of <laughs> course I know And, kind of, and uh, I said, you? Well, he did that piece right there and you see them all turn and you didn't hear it, but you heard it. You saw the light bulbs going off, you heard them like going Art's cool. <laughs> Art's cool. Mm. I think and they spent the rest of the time going around this whole museum mm. and looking at the art and reading and stuff. And the coolest thing about, I mean that's cool enough, but even cooler was I got to like say to Matt face to face, tell him that story, mm. you know, to yeah. where we both had lumps and I was just like going, see? See?
2: Would be, be, you know, yeah. give him a big hug and all that kind of stuff. So.
0: There's probably plenty of people out there, not even you know, broadcast listeners aside, but a lot of people don't know what you're doing out here right now. Right. What you do every year when you come out here. So tell us a little bit about in why, the last 10 years, yeah, years why so. are you in town right now, and what's been going on for the last decade Eric,
1: or so? The teacher that we were talking about does these projects with the kids, and what he does is he gets all these different artists. To, you like Ray Barbie's doing it, like mm-hmm. all kinds of people do it. And, um, and you basically, each month the kids have a project from one of these artists right. to do, that kind of thing. And then, at the end of the year, they have a big, kind of, they put all the art up in the cafeteria wall and stuff, and they kind of have a big presentation of it, and then you put your piece in with them, like to just show what the project, you know, here's my piece okay. right. and, uh, and for the first, Four or five years, maybe, kind of thing. I I absolutely. You're you're supposed to pick, you know, the the winners, right? Like like four or five, you know, people that are. Okay, now if all of us at this table right now went outside the parking lot and ran a race, and you won, you won. I totally. I don't have. I'm not one of those people that's like, we all need to get ribbons here and that kind of thing. (laughs) But. Self-expression, no, there is no fucking way I'm gonna like decide yeah. that like, because right. all of that stuff is so, you know, like it, it, it's it totally does, yeah, 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 it's like who, like, it's a nut. And like, so I literally would give all the kids, I wouldn't pick, and I would literally <laughs> yeah. just give everybody something. But it was pissing off all the other artists because <laughs> she said, well, what's Tim doing this time? You know, kind of, it's <laughs> just like, I'm not gonna, and so Beth and them were trying to explain to me that, You know, some of these kids are having a really, really hard time. You know, like and you know, parents are you know dads in prison or moms in prison. Like it's just because it's not one of the you know richer schools by any means. It's a great school, but like, and so when some kid that's had a hard time wins something, it's kind of a big deal. Yeah, you know, it's really kind of thing. So once that kind of finally sunk in, which they were all (laughs) super excited about, now what I do is every year. I just say to Eric, I'm, I don't even look. I'm just like, who needs it the most? Mm. And he'll give me like four or five names, and that's, mm. and that's who gets it. You know, for me, that's how I do it, and that's oh, how nice. I feel. Uh, nice. Yeah, know, like, that's yeah, awesome. I did that. You know, yeah. I feel okay about that kind of thing. So, And then at some point, he started, well, pretty early on, they started uh, painting murals at, um, at um, um, God, what's the name of the school? Can't believe it was totally gone blank. <laughs> um, I'm gonna have Alzheimer's so bad when I get I swear to God. Um, Wurtz, Wurtz Elementary, Wurtz, that's yeah. in Paramount. Uh, we started painting murals, and so for three years, we painted murals at that elementary school, right? Uh, and I mean, there's it's kind of you know, some of the big name artists people are in there and doing, and so then other high, other elementary schools saw what was going on and decided they wanted this to happen at their schools. And uh, so then we started painting, like we painted the uh, oldest elementary school in Chinatown. We painted another really old elementary school in LA. Uh, uh we painted uh I don't know, we uh, every year we've been coming here and painting elementary schools and then really? then we play music with the kids at works because right. uh, uh that's a whole another long story, but like they when I turned sixty, Eric is kind of a a little bit of a prankster. He kind of likes to do. And I Beth Beth's birthday is March eighth. Mine's March the eleventh. As so is
0: mine, listeners, it, by the way. Tim and I share the same birthday. So uh, <laughs> uh,
1: so basically, this doesn't happen till right now. It's always the very first weekend of June is when sure. this always happens, kind of thing. So they all decided they were going to surprise me for my sixtieth birthday, my right. kind of thing. But I. Had no clue what's going on, and I got up here, and <laughs> it's when I painted the. There's a really big mural at Works. It's like um, uh, know your history or something. I can't remember what mm. it says, but um, and it's got like you know Amelia Earhart, and then there's a little girl standing down beside her with a little toy airplane, okay. and then there's Jim right. Thorpe, and there's a kid down there with a football, right. and there's you know the kind of so anyway. Oh, and we're gonna have uh, there's gonna be music for the kids. You know, kind of thing. Oh, cool. Kind so, of We're going to have Ray Barbie. No, first it was going to be Salva. Salva Uh and, uh, I'm trying to remember who else was all in. Salva and Watt and Chuck Trees. We're going to play music for the kids. So, yeah. yeah. And then Salva, something happened where he couldn't do it, so now it's Ray. Ray okay. Barney's gonna play. Right. So I figure it's gonna be jazz. You know, I figure that's what's yeah, gonna be yeah. cool. You know, Rachel it's very, very together, yeah. So here they all come, and I've been there like, you know, since probably the Thursday before, kind of into the, the weekend and stuff. And you know, there's kids like coming by going, hey, Tim, kind of thing to me, and I, you know, it's just like, well, that's kind of weird and stuff, and Eric was like, well, they they all know you. You know, they've been around here now a couple of times, and they all really like you and know you and stuff. So, then here comes the day of the when you do the presentation for the kids and get sure. the awards and all this kind of stuff. And there's like a lot more people kind of showing up than there normally is, you know, which is <laughs> like but I figure it's because Watt's here. You know, it's sure. like everybody wants to see Watt and then there's more people here kind of, and there's people with cameras and all this kind of stuff. And so they all kind of get ready and Watt comes up to me and says, Happy birthday town. And I just thought, you know, we're we're kind of in the same age group, and I yeah, just thought yeah. it was like, you know, I didn't even think about it, kind of thing. Cause, you know, and so they set all up. I go behind them so that I can take pictures of the kids and stuff because I'm always, I'm still, I'm always taking photos. Fo- you saw one, and we came in here. I was yeah. going back and yeah. taking photos and stuff. And uh, and the first thing they did was uh, Eric had taught them uh, two big boys songs <laughs> to all the kids. Oh my and the gosh. first one they did was No, which is, you, you can imagine, fourth graders singing, my head's about to bust. If something doesn't happen, I'm going to blow. You know <laughs> it like. So they go into this thing, and it was so out of context. And so, and I thought, holy shit, they're playing Black Flag kind of thing. And I went around to the back, because I was waiting for jazz. you know. So I went around to the where all the crowd was, and I was kind of doing this and laughing and stuff, and I still didn't know what it was. <laughs> oh I thought just God. thought it was... And literally by the last time, they were yelling, no, like that. It kind of started with realizing <laughs> what was going on kind of thing, and then they went into fun, fun, fun. And mm-hmm. then I yeah. saw Watt, like, pointing at me, grinning, and I thought, holy shit, like, this is fucking nuts kind of thing. And so and that's why, I, you know, people are playing. So he started wanting to do music from then on. Okay. So the next year we did... Um, what did we do? We did Everyday People, find mm-hmm. Family Sound yeah. Song, and uh, and then there's this thing that's on Total, the, the last band that I was in that was like a loud, crazy band was Total Sound Group Direct Action Committee, and Mike was in that, and Ben <laughs> and Nick, and, and uh, there's this kind of, it's kind of like free jazz, but it's kind of more like Pharaoh Sanders' free jazz, where there's a groove that's in it. And okay. it kind of starts, right. it starts real quiet, there's kind of sounds, and then there's like a cue where I'm like clapping, showing, okay, this is a, and then there's some vocal part that happens, and then here we go. And then it goes until it just is like a bunch of screaming and yelling and just racket. And then I look over at Watt or whoever's carrying the groove, and here we go back into it and we go out, right? So we did that with the kids. And, uh, and usually, what we do is wow. we do, we, we're the kids are in the middle and we're all the way around, right? Okay. So, Watt, Fred, Armisen, like all these different people came to do this thing, right? Which was really pretty freaking great. And, um, and I can't even, we were talking to somebody yesterday about this because we're, we're doing it again this year on Tuesday. Um, and we we're trying to explain to them, like, the, the first time that this thing happened, it was such an overwhelming. Like one of the drummers was crying, um, yeah, to just. Doing and I right spent me. and because of what I was telling you about Lord High Fixers and Mike, I have had that <coughs> switch switch. So I was going around everybody while this is going on and going, this is it. This mm-hmm. this is why we're doing this. this mm-hmm. is, right, exactly. This is why you should be doing. You know, this is it kind of thing, yeah. and so. Um, And it was it was really overwhelming and amazing and just really so He decided he wanted to do it again the next year And so I was like, uh, you know, like why like we can't You can't recreate like because I even got like the I got him to get a hold of the junior high school band person to bring some of them to be a part of it You know, because then you'd see a kid, you know, this almost your age playing tuba or something, and maybe you might want to start playing tuba. It was, it really was the most amazing. And uh, so, the next year, I think we did "Why Can't We Be Friends," and uh, (laughs) and then we did the jazz thing. And I realized then, because I think Chuck came that time, trees, and uh, and. And because it was kind of, not old hat, but it was, was like you knew what was gonna happen now, mm-hmm. uh, but I realized that the people that hadn't done this yet, it was the same sort of reaction to right. them that we all had that first time, right? So the third year, which is probably what he's waiting for me to talk about, uh, <laughs> Eric decided he really wanted to do punk rock again, okay. and they wanted to do big boys. And I was just going, no, let's <laughs> not do, we don't need to do, like, what, like let's do minor threats. To have a bunch of fourth graders singing Minor Threat would be the most amazing <laughs> yeah. kind of thing. But there was another reason, because I called Ian up, and I said, because I wanted to get back at him for doing that to me, like the yeah. big boys thing, you know, kind of thing. And we, it, we almost had Ian there, because the idea oh was gonna gosh. be that the day that it happens, here's, I wasn't even gonna tell what, I wasn't gonna tell <laughs> anybody, and the day that it happens, we were gonna come in with Ian to the school, and walk up to Eric and go, oh, oh Eric, have you met Ian kind of thing, I'm just to like, Eric. but he couldn't do it because it was his dad's birthday and some stuff, but he, it was great, and he, you know, I sent it to him and all this kind of stuff and everything, but uh, but that one, I didn't play guitar because I wanted to sing to where right. you're in with all those kids and just do exactly what, let them see what it, sure. you know, all that was <laughs> like and kind of, and, uh, and that I'm went viral. I don't know who's like some, <laughs> some big rock guy or I don't know what. Like, put, And that thing, and it was really funny because it goes back to the the don't you know who I am bullshit kind of stuff because I remember somebody sent me this thing where uh, one of the, the comments when this thing went viral was like, because I'm in the middle like singing all these kids and this this one thing is saying something like, well, Pops looks like he's having a lot of fun. <laughs> kind of like <laughs> Let me get your walk for you. Yeah. <laughs> A, there's the a pedestrian bridge that's in Austin, right? Yeah, this is, like, right, this right. is 2000s when this one happened. and uh, the, the friend of Ben that played drums in Total Sound and, and uh, Nick and them were riding bikes on the pedestrian bridge and saw that there were plugs. Mm-hmm. Right? So they basically put out a thing exactly like he's talking about. And basically you got this email and it just said, um, be at the pedestrian bridge at midnight. <laughs> if you're a cop, are you are gonna tell a cop don't come? And that's all it said, right? So she's so like, "What the hell, kind of?" So we all went, and it's I swear, to God, when we drove up, it looked like Fugazi was getting ready to play. All, <laughs> all these people are coming from all different directions, and like, and basically what happened was they plugged in. There were three bands, and they did round robin, you know, because nobody knew what was gonna happen. You yeah, know, right. the cops were gonna come, or what the hell? Like, yeah. it was it was really really great. And then
2: now they've had a bunch of them since then. So we were talking earlier about Lord High Fixers, which you've said is probably the most—I don't know if, if important—is the one that affected me the most. I, I
0: think, think yeah, a, yeah. I think the, word, the terms or the words you'd use for me kind of—that's really what kind of opened opened you up to things or opened things up to you—is you know the Lord High Fixers, right? Like,
1: well, it was all, it, its almost like that thing where you, you're reading a book, and all of a sudden you read that sentence where it's just like, oh, that's how you say that. Because mm-hmm. it's something you've kind of always felt, but oh, okay. you never put right. it into words, or right. you didn't really think about it, or right. I don't know why. That and so, makes sense. yeah, and so when Lord High Fixer started, and Mike basically came back and started, because you know, we, we had thought Mike could have been dead. Mm-hmm. You know, like He's passed mm-hmm. now, but he's here with us for sure. Mm-hmm. But uh, But at that point in time, it was like having a really good best friend that you'd ever had, hmm. or a family member, or whatever, you get a second chance. You know, so yeah. you, you've got a second chance now, here we go, kind of type thing. Yeah. And it just makes you realize super, super corny, but it's just truth. It's a fact. Mm-hmm. It makes you realize that you, uh, you don't know what's going to happen next. It yeah. could be the very last time you're sitting wherever you're sitting listening to this. It, it, this could be the last time you're sitting there with your friend or whatever. So you better freaking hug, celebrate people, mm-hmm. and just. You know, this is this is it now. I mean, this is it. You know, kind of
0: thing. So, one well, other thing we kind of skipped over was um, obviously another connection with uh, Bad Mother Goose to skateboarding. Right? You guys ended up on yeah, we're on the streets, the streets of, of fire, fire I soundtrack. Think on, well,
1: I think we're on something else yeah. too. I'm not sure. Yeah. But that's because a bunch of us skated in that yeah. band too. Like, yeah. You know, there's like eight people in that band. Yeah,
0: so, you know. I think Klaus's old band is on that as well. I think you oh, guys true. share a bill oh, on the, the Streets place. of Fire soundtrack. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that it's, one or another one? Scary one. Scary I think story. it's Streets of Fire. I feel like we could probably do six or eight oh, yeah. volumes of this, man. We don't we don't want to gum you up too much or keep you too long. We know you have other priorities today, but yeah. you know yeah. I mean, you I let us know when we need
1: to wrap it up. So. But if going. you want to chop it up, you
0: can. Yeah, and it'd be great to should. do a, do it's another volume. Yeah. Yeah. One. No, it's been great, man. I mean, we're we're obviously super honored and stoked to have you, but yeah, I think maybe we do a we do a follow-up, maybe a follow-up after that because we touched on a lot and I don't feel like we really scratched the surface on a lot of stuff, well, I mean, man. It's still going. Yeah. Yeah, that kind of thing, yeah
1: so. for sure. You can't stress that enough. So
0: but, I mean, geez, last but not least, just thanks for taking the time out of your yeah, day to come nice talk to support. us, man. man. Um, I consider you an inspiration to us all, you oh, know? consider you a friend, yeah. which I'm honored to Ma'am. to be able to say that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, I will say this, man, no hyperbole, but a year ago in Austin, you know, we had your board event release. I flew out to Austin and got to spend time with you and Beth, and I got to go skate a ditch with Tim Kerr in Austin, oh, Texas. God. And I got to tell you— Who are you? You know, you don't know who I am. That was, you know, look, man, as far as my life goes, it was one of the coolest moments I've got to experience. So I appreciate it, man. And it was 180 degrees. We didn't get a lot of runs in. (laughs) But, you know, skating a ditch in Texas with Tim is is pretty damn cool. So um, I appreciate it, man. I thank you for being here and being part of the Madrid family. and. If there's anything you want to plug, feel free. We can find you on Instagram. I know you've got an art show. Up Around the
1: Sun is getting ready to come out with
0: another record. Up Around the Sun yeah. is, yeah, your current musical project. Um, you're on Instagram. You post a lot of art. Yeah, MoveTK. At MoveTK. Yeah. And if you're in the Houston area, you got a last chance to check out your collab show. Yeah. 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 And, and that's it. Knows where
1: it's going to be. So.
0: Follow Tim for more. He'll be keeping everybody up to speed. But thanks, thanks so much again, man. Really appreciate yeah, you no, being here. It's course. been awesome. It's and we honor
1: I, to be part of Madrid. It's like freaking amazing.
0: Yeah, we appreciate so it. Yeah. Thank you, Bo. Always, of cool. course. Cool. And I, you know, yeah, like you I say, donuts. thank you, Debbie's Donuts for <laughs> keeping us, keeping uh, us nourished, uh, fortified. But uh, let's do another episode, man. Even if it has to yeah. be yeah. over the phone. Yeah. I, we're super lucky we caught you in town. So yeah. we're really yeah. stoked. But thanks so much for being here, man. Yeah. It's been a good one. Thanks guys. See ya.